we've had a, a lot of thoughts this morning on just the amazing place that we enjoy as the people of God. Even this last hymn um, reminds us of what a privilege it is to be able to sing his praises. That last verse, blessed Lord, in thy name would we boast all day long and praise till we reach thee on heaven's bright shore. We truly have a, a blessed position to be able to sing the praises of God. But some of these hymns remind us that we aren't able to enter into that fully. You know, I was thinking of hymn 153. It says uh, in verse 2, our hearts by thee are set on brighter things above. That's what we've been singing of. But then he goes on to say, strange that we ever should forget thine own most faithful love. It is strange, but it does happen. We've got to confess. Sometimes we forget his love. Sometimes we slip into despair and depression. Sometimes we might uh, become discouraged by things that happen to us. In verse three of that hymn, it says, yet often we credit not that thou dost give us God. Though well we know our happy lot in trusting to thy blood. He's basically saying, how can it be that even though we know this blessed position we have in Christ, how do we forget? How can we struggle so much sometimes to remember how amazing it is that God loves us, that he saved us? In hymn 49 is another hymn we sang, and the last verse of that says, this alone is our complaint, that oft our love is weak and faint. Isn't that true? This alone is our complaint, that our love is weak and faint. Yet we love him and adore, oh, for the grace to love him more. I thought we could just have a few thoughts here at the close of our meeting this morning on the final verse of Second Peter. The final verse of 2 Peter is 2 Peter 3, 18. We've been studying 2 Peter and reflecting on it in our Bible readings uh, for a while now. And we've now concluded that study. And this last verse, we talked about it briefly, but I think it bears uh, some meditation and some reflection. It says in verse 18 of chapter 3, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Just that thought, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I just wanted to I think a little bit about that this morning. What does that mean? How do we do it? What is Peter really telling us here? To a certain extent, you might ask, how can I grow in the grace of the Lord Jesus? Haven't I already received the fullness of his grace? It's in grace that he saved us. That's the gift. 
So how can I grow in it? I can't get any more than I've already gotten, really. And so you, the same could be said about the knowledge of the Lord. To a certain extent, you either know him or you don't. You know, uh, to know him is to be saved. To know him is to have eternal life. And so you could come up to somebody on the street and say, do you know the Lord Jesus? And they would either say yes or no. And uh, a lot hinges, a lot hangs on the answer to that question. Do you know him? And we could say the same to anyone who's listening to this this morning. Do you know him? You could say, yes, I do. Or no, I don't. And in the same way, the Lord Jesus would say to us, either I know you or I don't. He says in Matthew that on that day, many will say to him, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And Jesus says, then will I say to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. And so a lot hangs on that question. Do you know him? But at the same time, we know that you can know a person and you can get to know them more deeply. Uh, I can think back to uh, 1999 when I proposed to my wife. I asked her, would you marry me? And if you, if you asked me at that time, do you know your wife? Do you know Diane Basali? Her name was Diane Basali at the time. I would say, yes, I know her, obviously. But then if you ask me today, do you know her? And I know her better now than I did then. I know her more deeply. It's not that I had some kind of striking revelation and some truth about her past came to light and that changed everything. It's not that. It's the time spent with her over these 20 years. I know her differently than I knew her then. And so I want us to think about that uh, verse to grow, right? To grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I know some translations of the Bible will put it grow in grace. That's one thing. And then grow in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus as a second thing. But I think the best translations will say grow in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and basically grow in the knowledge of him. We're really growing in both. So I thought we could think of these things, grace and the grace of the Lord and the knowledge of the Lord as on the one hand, the setting of Christian growth. These all three start with S. Sometimes I think it's helpful to have that kind of little trick to help us remember. But the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus is the setting of Christian growth. It's the source. They are the source of Christian growth and they are the symptom of Christian growth. And so as we think about the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I think both of these are could be said to be the setting of Christian growth, the source of Christian growth, and the symptom of Christian growth. You know, Peter would not have told his uh, hearers here in this letter or us 
through the Holy Spirit. He wouldn't have told us to grow if it was just an automatic thing. You know, you never have to, I never have to tell Maurice, grow, Maurice, grow. In fact, sometimes I want to say, stop growing. He's growing so fast. And I was just talking to Sister Beryl before the meeting that she might not even recognize him. He's so tall now. He's going to soon be taller than me. I won't say that he's taller than Diane yet, because I think there's still a little bit, maybe an eighth of an inch or so uh, that she has on him. But you don't have to tell a child to grow physically. It happens automatically. But when it comes to spiritual growth, there is a command to it. There's an encouragement to it. Grow in grace. Grow in knowledge. And so I think that that's something for us to think about this morning. How do we do that? So just really briefly, let's just think about it. What does it mean to think about the grace? Let's focus on the grace part as opposed to the knowledge part. Um, what does it mean to grow, to think of the grace of the Lord Jesus as the setting for Christian growth? In a way, I think it's helpful here to think about a plant growing. If you would look at that plant and you think about it growing in this particular soil, that soil is the setting for the growth. And that's really what happens when we think about growing in the grace of the Lord Jesus. That's the soil that you're growing in. And so are you planted deeply in the right soil? You know, in another place, Paul says, he speaks of believers as being rooted and grounded in love. And I think that's the same idea. Are you rooted and grounded? in the grace, the unmerited favor of the Lord Jesus Christ? Is that the very soil that you are planted in? Are your roots going down deep into that soil? You know, the thing about uh, a plant growing, it's not that the growth comes by being moved around a lot. In fact, when you move a plant all over the place, every time you move it, it goes through shock and it can um, it's not that. It's just that those roots go deeper where they've been planted. And so if you're a believer this morning, you have been planted in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The question is, what are you doing now? Are your roots going down deeper into the soil of that grace? I think that this comes through meditation and reflection on just how much he loves us, just how much he has poured out on us and in his favor. And as we reflect on that, it's like we are sending our roots down deeper into his grace. But at the same time, that grace is also the source of Christian growth. It's not just the setting, it's also the source. And there we have the picture of that Jesus gives us of the vine and the branches. He says to his followers, abide in me, and you'll be like a branch that is firmly attached to the vine. And so the grace of the Lord Jesus not only is the soil that we're growing out of, it's also the nutrients that are flowing into us to produce the kind of fruit that God is looking for. 
You know, I believe that the grace of the Lord Jesus, we ex- as we experience that grace, it becomes the fuel for the kind of things that God calls us to day by day. Think about the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Who among us can produce those things on our own? Well, we can't. What we need is fuel. We need the grace of the Lord Jesus to flow through us like blood throws through veins, like nutrients flow through the roots of a tree into that tree and out the branches. We need the grace of the Lord Jesus to be the source of all of our growth. But finally, the grace of the Lord is not just the setting for Christian growth or the source of that growth. It also should be the symptom of that growth. In other words, if somebody looks at my life, they should begin to see more and more a grace-filled person, a gracious person. You know, I'm reminded of that uh, servant in the Lord's parable where he was forgiven an untold sum of money, lots of talents. In other words, like tons and tons of money. It's more than we could calculate, really. It's, uh, you might say he was forgiven a debt of a billion dollars. And then he turns around, and when somebody owes him, say, $100, he says, I won't forgive you. In fact, I'm going to... Uh, put you in prison until you can pay off that debt. That's a person who was not deeply affected by the grace of his master. In other words, he wasn't showing the symptoms of uh, grace. And so when Peter says to his followers there, to his uh, hearers, the recipients of this letter, to grow in the grace of the Lord Jesus, he doesn't just mean appreciate his grace more. What happens as we appreciate his grace, we begin to show that grace to the people around us. And so we can begin to look at our lives and say, am I really growing in an appreciation of the grace of the Lord Jesus? Am I planted in that soil? Am I relying on that grace as my fuel? You know, we said that and we sang that song whom have we, Lord, but thee, soul thirst to satisfy? He's the exhaustless spring. That's where we should go to get our fuel for the Christian life, for Christian growth. And then as I look at my life, I should be able to see the grace, that I, the same grace that I've experienced, I'm going to be able to extend that to other people. Am I slow to anger? When someone does something wrong to me, Am I able to draw from that deep well of grace that I've been meditating on through the week so that I don't just react and respond in anger, but instead I can respond in grace? You know, are my words seasoned with grace? Am I able to sort of speak the right word in the right time? And so, More could be said about that second half where it says grow in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus. But for now, just let's think on, let's reflect on 
this instruction we have from Peter to grow in the grace of the Lord Jesus. Let's sink down deep into that grace so that we might be able to live out lives of grace with the people around us, whether they might be our friends, our family, or even our enemies, that we might be able to reflect the grace of Christ in this world for his glory. Amen. 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 Well, thankful for the word. I when actually when we read that I uh, scripture, I wondered about about that. How do you grow in grace? Is it growing in grace myself or in the grace of the Lord? It's obviously growing in the grace of the Lord. So thank the Lord for word from himself. Sunday school at 1215. And uh, Sunday, and uh, this is uh, last Sunday, so uh, Fort Lauderdale has a gospel meeting at six o'clock tonight. You can get on the Zoom meeting for that. And then Thursday at 7.30 is our prayer and our Bible study. And we're in 2 Timothy 1, and we're at about verse 3. So good morning to you all. <clears throat> 